Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Continental Tyres. AFL Trade Radio. Trade mornings for Host Plus. An industry super fund for all Australians. And Toyota. Toyota certified. Pre-owned in a class of its own. Good morning. Welcome to Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians and Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Josh Jenkins filling in for Cam Luke, who's off doing one of his 53,207 jobs. But Adam Cooney, the constant, he's here. Welcome, Coons. Well, you're more than filling in. You're the content king, and you've been working feverishly so. behind the scenes. You've got lists. You've got best 22s that you want me to formulate. I've had none a of, extremely busy morning. None of the above. That's actually your job yeah, to, a bit for you. to do I'll do that. some heavy lifting for you. South Australian theme today. We're going right. to have the best 22 from the Crows and Port Adelaide. And uh, fans of both sides, please get involved because I've picked a few best 22s over the last week. No doubt you would have been listening uh, feverishly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and intently. And Port Adelaide and Adelaide, not the easiest 22 to come up with. Mm. I've done post-trade as well. Post-trade, so you've predicted the future. I like it. But I haven't uh, actually, uh, in saying that, post-trade, am I going to put Isaac Rankin in there or... The deal was supposed to be done yesterday. Yeah, well, our man, the the chief, the field marshal, uh, Sammy, Edmund. Sammy Edmund's got a lot to answer for because he told he he's jinxed the whole trade period because he told us that Isaac Rankin would be moved yesterday. yesterday. Mm. Didn't happen. Uh, apparently, it's just because haggling over some late pick swaps, some fun stuff. So, what's the deal with that? Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> hag- just haggling over, say, a f- yeah, but we got this back and. A, fourth, this, a, f- that. a future fourth for this year's fourth, yeah. and it's like, yeah, it's come right. On, just get uh, it done. But when, well, get in touch with us now. But when Coons drops those uh, best twenty twos oh, or his mega trade or uh, anything else that uh, the great man has to say, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. That's one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Or drop us a text. Oh four one nine one eight seven three two three. And I've numbers. got a small task for you that I set this morning. Mm-hmm. Just a top five, because I know you're a list man. You like to formulate a list yes. and you're a deep thinker. Well, the about seat's the game. still warm from the great Velvet Sledgehammer, so he is the list god. <laughs> yes, Lloyd, Lloyd So it's only list. fair that if I'm going to uh, absorb his uh, seat warmth, yep. that I come up with a list. Yep. So the, I, I want you to think about over the next hour – 
the top five clubs that you're most worried about leading into season Most worried about? Who do you think is well, a big okay. worry? Okay. What, what? Which teams are keeping you up at night? Mm. I'm mm. guessing none. <laughs> no, no. Well, no, no. Sometimes Who do you I lay do awake? lay in bed and think, and You oh, look geez. at the roof and think, <laughs> Jeez, I'm worried about those yeah. eagles. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, so five of those, if you could come up with that, that'd be good. Uh, the, the texts are flying through. Josh and Coons in one segment. My God, I am strapped in for an excellent <laughs> two hours of radio. Yeah. And because that's a text, Lachlan, and we can't, decipher sarcasm, I'm just going to take that for straight up yep. praise and credit. Yeah, absolutely. Is yeah. that how you not read for, things? Not facetious at all. That's... Let's let's get uh let's get straight into now that we've hit a we've 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 ground to a halt. Mm. Not much of anything happened yesterday. Early action. Josh Corbett was moved yesterday. Uh but not much else happened. So these deals are all pending. Luke Jackson, Jason Horn Francis, Isaac Rankin was supposed to be done yesterday, wasn't. Ollie Henry, Tanner Bruin, Asava Radigalia, that name emerged uh, as a player who is seeking a move from Geelong to Port Adelaide. Yep. Paddy Dow and Jacob Hopper, they're the main ones. I may have missed a couple, but they are the main deals that are pending. Where do you want Josh to Dunkley as well. Probably an obvious one that yeah, I've left out. An obvious one. Uh, but I want to, as we move through the morning, rank or, or talk about, discuss what is allegedly or reportedly being offered for those players and why uh, the deal either hasn't been done or why it should be done or what needs to happen for it to get done. So we'll get Luke Jackson, just to set the scene. Luke Jackson has been pick 13 and a future. First, not enough. Apparently, the offer. So that layman's terms, and we, you and I, like layman's terms. To me, let's just predict Fremantle's finish. Pick thirteen and pick fifteen is how I say that. Pick thirteen this year and pick fifteen next year. Not enough. I don't think that's enough. I think that there needs to be a pick in the top ten involved in this, and that's what uh, Melbourne are searching for at the mm. moment. And I think that's that's fair. So there has to be one pick in the top ten, and that second first rounder given. Well, it was, Toronto was 12 and 19, and yep. there's probably more upside to Luke Jackson uh, than there is with Tim Toronto. The ceiling is higher because mm. of his athleticism, the position that he plays. And, and he was height. picked three himself. Yeah, well, and he's a premiership player. And he's a and premiership he's, ruckman. Shows he turned a grand final uh, in the ruck in that third quarter against he the Western He most Bulldogs. certainly did. He Are most... we still dining out on that with Luke Jackson? Or is he oh, showing... No, I'm, he... I, I worked the game... Uh, the game Melbourne v Brisbane at the G midway through the year, Max Gorn was injured, and uh, I had Luke Jackson as the second best player on the ground. Yeah, he 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 rucked against Oscar McInerney, who's a who's a good ruckman, uh, and Jackson I think twenty three disposals kicked a kicked an amazing goal out of the ruck. I had him as the second best player on the ground that night. So that and that's the only time I've ever seen him exposed as the number one ruckman. Now he he may not get that in Fremantle either, but I agree. If if given the opportunity, well, sorry, my view is if given the opportunity, Jackson would be one of the better ruckmen in the game. Yeah, and so, he can play. He he can actually play in the midfield at centre bounce. Yes, also. yes. So he has that strength. I think to his he bow. could. I think he's done. He's done it before. Mm. He started. I in, think he in could. Bounce, but not regularly. Mm. But well, uh, uh, mm. how long until he's 
the number one ruckman because that's what he would be aiming for. Yes, yeah, he's an interesting one. Uh, let's get to uh, Nicholas in Diamond Creek. He wants to speak about the Ollie Henry deal, which has been of uh, plenty of interest across the past week or so and will seemingly continue for the next day, two, three, four, five days, maybe all the way through to deadline day. Nicholas, uh, what do you think about Ollie Henry and his uh, a supposed or desired move to the Cats? Here you go, lads. Um, I just wanted to talk about it. Um, I'm a Bulldogs fan, but the way I see it is, obviously, I don't know how John seemed to acquire all these players, but like, I, I look back at the Jordan Clark trade. Um, yeah, they were kind of wanting first round pick for him. Um, obviously, Jordan Clark was in his third year. He wasn't necessarily in the best 22. He was in and out, similar to Henry. Um, Henry's you know a year younger, so he's only in his second year. Uh, like I was looking at you know. Collingwood have pick 16, I think they've got. Look, I thought, what about Collingwood's pick 16, Henry, and maybe like, you know, a third-round pick or something for the pick seven coming in from Bose? Yeah, so the, we try, I'm trying to formulate a mega trade at the moment, Nicholas, which which does involve that pick seven. You haven't done it yet. I haven't. <laughs> quite, the show started, mate. I haven't polished it up just yet. But oh. this is what we do. We mega on the run sometimes. No, there's no we. It's your... We fly mega on the run I filled, at times. I filled in a few times, took an absolute donkey licking on the uh, on the, <laughs> on the socials and handed it back. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy being the mega trade wizard. Uh, there's some criticism that comes with it. Yeah, yeah, well, it's too much for me. I've bowed out. But sometimes there are mega trades on the run. Look at the, there lo- are. the Lockie Weller trade that actually got done on the run with the list managers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's have a listen to, on the Ola Henry topic, let's have a listen to his manager, Tom McConville, uh, discussing about how just how negotiations are going between Collingwood and the Cats. Yeah, they're moving in the right direction, mate. They're, um, yeah, Righty and, and Mackie, Andrew Mackie are in discussions and, um, yeah, we're pretty hopeful something gets done and there's a long way to go now before the end of the trade period. There's still a week to go, isn't there? Like six just days, under six yeah. days to go. So there's a bit to play out. So we're, yeah, pretty hopeful it gets done. Uh, he's a Geelong boy, as we all know. He's got super, you know, close ties to his, his family and, and his tight support network down there and obviously his brother playing at Geelong is is a big draw for him as well. Um, and, it yeah, he... It's more nothing on the pies. The pies, you know, didn't do anything wrong or anything like that. It's more about Ollie getting the most out of himself and in the right environment. That was uh, Tom McConville, the manager of Ollie Henry, just discussing how negotiations are tracking. And if Matthew Lloyd's the velvet sledgehammer, because he's a nice guy, but he can drop the hammer, Matt Randell is the spiky sledgehammer because he, he just he's just coming at you. Now, he uh, was discussing... The fact now we know he's still uh, he's still hooked in he's still tied in he's absolutely dialed in with list managers and recruiters and clubs. Now this is Matt Randell speaking on AFL Trade Radio about other clubs not being happy with the Cats. Andrew Mackey's doing the uh, trading, I think, for the first time. Yep. and not Stephen Wells. Um, there's a few clubs not happy with how they're going about their business with they Andrew Mackey. Uh, well. Wellesley just got deals done and they were all like win-wins and that's what you want. But he, he could hold I, out though too. I, I, I'm I mean, hearing he, that a lot of um, a lot of clubs are complaining that clubs want win-loss this year. Ooh. So not much happened last year. So it was relatively quiet and everyone, but geez, they've got their, they've, they've been, those list managers have been sitting there for two years 
uh, conjuring up all these deals and now they want win losses. And that's not going to work. It's going to blow up. There you go. Matt Randell's called out Andrew Mackey. That's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> uh, so that's interesting. But I, I, I did write down here, uh, I'm interested, what type, of, what type of list manager would you be? How would you be to negotiate with? Would you be looking to to win every trade, or are you? Would you be a list manager who who would who would be understanding? Well, I'm going to have to deal with this person and club again. So yeah, maybe I, you know, maybe I give a little to get a little next time. I think there's got to be an, an element of respect between the two. You don't want to um, win a trade um, just for. Uh, oh, because um, you might and you might upset the other party because generally karma rolls around two, three, mm. four years later, and the list managers uh, are like elephants. They just don't forget, and they will want to get back on that person, and it might come around and bite you a few years down the track. So you want to do the best thing for your club first and foremost because you want to get the the players in that you need and give up the least amount possible. So that's the starting negotiations, and that's where they started with Ollie Henry. Um, but then you want to get an amicable outcome. You want player to be happy. Yes. You want uh, a draft pick or a, a trade or player that's going to satisfy um, both in the end to keep uh, two parties relatively happy. Unless at the moment you're dealing with Geelong because no one wants Geelong to get better. <laughs> when you're dealing with no, Collingwood, it, it dealing, Collingwood yeah. don't want Geelong to get any no, better. No, well, because they, f- they might play them in a prelim final. Well, they just it? played them in a qualifying mm. final. And so. Ollie Henry might kick the winning goal against mm. the Pies to sink them next year. And you don't want that. So you've got to keep that in the back of your mind mm. if you're dealing with it. You don't want that unless you've been able to get a first-round pick for him and that first-round pick yes. dominates for you. That, that pick seven uh, would be nice <laughs> if they could get that back for, for Ollie Henry. Uh, let's... Now, you said we were going to be slanted uh, to or leaning across the border to South Australia, focus on those two clubs and their best 22s. Josh from Murray Bridge has called in. Nice part of the world, Murray Bridge. Murray River just looks fantastic over there. And he wants to talk about a trade for the Crows. Uh, Good morning, Josh. Hey, boys. Have you got me? Uh, Yes, we have. Loud and clear. Plenty of service in Murray Bridge. So I read... I read Damien Barrett's uh, Sliding Doors article this morning and he Ooh. called the Crows boring. He did. I actually so, just finished reading that. Yeah, what do you think about that, Josh? So this is my proposed trade for the Crows. They get ranking in, obviously, and uh, hopefully that gets done today. Yep. But Lockie Whitfield, good ball user, um, could complement Dawson and the class of mm. ranking. Crows give up their pick 23 in this year's draft and their second round pick next year, which will be pretty good, you'd think, considering that they're going to finish, you know, probably bottom six again. Um, I just think someone like Lockie Whitfield to the Crows would be an amazing pickup, good ball user. He's probably a little bit older than the profile, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing with Sloan coming back from his knee. I just wanted to see what your thoughts were, whether that. Like obviously, the Giants would need to pay some of your salary, but oh. yeah, just your thoughts on that. Uh, so, two basically two second rounds. Yeah, let's call let's call it pick twenty three, two years in a row. Yeah, let's call it just you know for 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 uh, argument's sake. Yeah, for us layman uh, people needing layman terms, uh, let's call it twenty three both years. Is that enough for Lockie Whitfield? I probably don't think it is. No, you wouldn't think so. Um, He's got so. My, I, I believe, I have to have a look, he's got five years to go 
uh, at around eight honey. That's a lot of money. Mm. And they've already lost Taranto. They're going to lose Hopper. That frees up a fair amount of salary cap space for the Giants, but they don't. They can't afford to keep losing. No, no. All got to win games of footy next the, year. Yeah, they've, they've got to win a couple. Adam Kingsley be shredding but, his hair out at the moment, just even thinking about the prospect of, of losing those two midfielders and then throwing um, Lockie Whitfield into the mix. I mean, if they're paying Isaac Rankin 900 grand, if they get Lockie Whitfield over 800, it's not the worst result. The only problem is that I mean, the Giants would be seeking a lot more than two second Yes, yeah, 20, pick, two picks in the 20s. Either side of twenty is uh, probably not going to get it done for Lockie Whitfield, but I like Josh's. He he he's taken the feedback on board from from Damo. I did. I, I, read, I was reading the article this morning. So who wrote um, the article again? Damien Barrett. You know he's um ifs buts and yeah. You know he's if and then or whatever it is that he writes. <laughs> ifs buts and maybe sliding doors. It's a great <laughs> article. I, I, I was uh, I was reading it. Um, I just didn't know the name. But so what he said was if Isaac Rankin from Gold Coast is already a lock. And pick five in this year's draft will at least in part be required to transact that. Then why not also have a throw at the stumps at Jason Horn Francis, particularly while the power and the ruse remain poles apart on what needs to be done. It may be a hundred to one, but why not engage with the Suns on a creative way to utilize pick number five and then obviously offer your first round pick in next year's draft as well as a very good player. But I bet they won't. Because this club has become pretty boring. Ooh, the Adelaide Crows fans will not like no. to hear that. I, oh. I, I was surprised that they haven't, and maybe they have, and we haven't heard about it, but I was surprised they haven't um, thrown a lot to get Jason Horn. I'm, I agree. Even what they were willing to give up last year before they even think, played a game. Do you think they might be just Posturing digging around behind, behind the scenes, closed doors, and it hasn't yet come to the surface? Because they offered, they offered pick six, which they ended up, Using on Josh Rochelle and a another a their first round. round this year, and there was and one a second, I think, and a second. So that's that's a lot. So they clearly were very, 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 very keen to get <laughs> Horn Francis yeah, last well, year. Well, maybe it's uh, it's cooled at the moment, and they they're just focusing on getting Isaac Rankin in, and maybe uh, I guess they they don't feel like they can um, have that hand. Yeah, strong enough yeah, if they, they give give that five away to be able to even have a crack at it. Mm. All right. Uh, Crows fans, uh, get in touch. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Should the Crows make a play or a pitch to try and get involved and pinch Jason Horn Francis? Let us know. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight, or send us a text 0419 We're going to have a look across the next hour and three quarters at the clubs we're most worried about. Mm-hmm. Uh the mega trade is in the process of getting done. Um, I promise you that Adam Cooney will have it done before the show. By well, 11 o'clock, it'll be done. Is We need it before 11 o'clock. Yeah, 10.59. So he's just uh, in reference to the, what the Crows offered for Horn Francis. Uh, so in the lead up to the 21 national draft, Adelaide attempted to trade pick six and two first rounders. So it wasn't a first and a second. It was two first rounders to North Melbourne for pick one in an attempt to steal Jason Horn Francis. So they offered uh, three first-round picks. Yeah, and there was a second coming back the other way, uh, I think. But that's a, that's a hefty – that's Jeremy Cameron sort it's of stuff. Haul. Isn't it? Mm. It's a three first-round. That's round. a haul. It worked out well for your mob, though, didn't it? It did. Oh, of course. Let us know. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Let us know if that is uh, something you think the Crows should do. We'll have a chat about it. 
and uh, many much more. We're not just going to talk about the Crows and Power. All 18 clubs are up for discussion. Let us know. one 48 or send us a text 0419-187-323. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. All right, time for a Beaumont's news update. And Peter Ryan is reporting, Peter Ryan of The Age, I believe. I don't know which journalist works for which. Everyone works for everyone these days. But Peter Ryan is reporting New South Wales is emerging as the favourite to host a proposed extra magic round of football in 2023 as the AFL works through ways to avoid it clashing with the Sydney Royal Easter Show. In the initial proposal, the idea was for the Magic Round, which would see nine games played in Sydney on the same weekend. So all nine games of AFL footy on the same weekend to be held from April 13 to 16 to coincide with the school holidays. Nice. Sydney. Magic it, Round You need Sydney. the venues, of course. That's the – so you've got – the SCG would be clearly a viable option. The Giant, Giant Stadium, Stadium. And then you've got the – Olymp- whatever it is, the other one's called the out What there. used to be ANZ. The one that no one wants to play The one that gets hacked up by all the yes. union players. <laughs> no one wants to play it. Yes. Uh, and they could play um, the less sort of, or your more boutique games, your less blockbuster ones out at Blacktown or something like that, <laughs> where they get, Would well, they only get 5,000 at Giants like to offer games. up any um, matchups that you'd like to play <laughs> out at Blacktown? They could play uh, Gold Coast and Fremantle there. <laughs> There'd be 800. <laughs> eight. Shout out to the uh, Suns and Dockers fans listening to us on I don't think they've got a huge following in the west of Sydney. On Trade Radio, uh, Ryan Daniels, another uh, very, very good reporter from the west, is reporting the Rory Lobb deal to the Dogs is yet to develop. I think we know, all know that, don't we? The Dogs' current offer of pick 30 has been rejected by Fremantle, with the Dockers likely to command a pick in the 15 to 22 range for the contracted and highly paid forward. It's believed... The Dunkley deal, the Josh Dunkley deal, or lack thereof, is holding up proceedings. And we're going to get to that and have a, have uh, our, put our views on the table as to which picks or which deals are holding things up and why. So what has been reported to have been offered and why that might be holding things up. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast. Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Now... Well, actually, let's get let's take a couple of calls. There's no one yet ringing up to uh, complain about you wanting to send Gold Coast and Frio <laughs> to Blacktown, but believe me, those uh, calls will be coming. Ollie is in Caulfield. Ollie Henry, and he wants to throw up. It'd be nice. I don't think it is a three-way trade between the Lions, the Dockers, and the Dogs. Ollie, what have you got for us? No, not Ollie Henry, mate. Uh, unfortunately, but um, look, I've got a three-way trade here. Um, just on the point you mentioned before, I reckon this satisfies all three teams and I hope the list managers from all three teams are listening right Ooh. now because I think this gets it done. Oh, They're always listening, Ooh. Ollie. They're always listening. All right, so in this one, the Bulldogs, they receive Rory Lobb and a future first from Brisbane. Brisbane receives Josh Dunkley and Frio receive pick 21 from Brisbane. Now... You just mentioned Freo Adamant. They need to get a pick in the 15 to 22 range for Lobb. Mm. This satisfies that. Mm. Bulldogs get their player and a future first. It sort of relies on them feeling like Rory Lobb does feel like a first-round pick in the sense that they're in their window now. He can 
add to that, probably give them a good good shot at a premiership next year. And Brisbane get their guy without having to give up two firsts, which is where the impasse came from yesterday as well. Mm. So do you want to run through that for us again? Uh, yeah, well, the dogs end up with, with Rory Lobb, mm-hmm. and the future first that yes. comes from Brisbane, and mm-hmm. Josh Dunkley ends up up there. Uh, Brisbane get 21 back, I think. That was a, about the extent of it. Oh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't mind it. I mean, it's not the... It's not the silliest idea. I think it, it works for all parties. And when I say it's not the silliest, I mean it's a pretty so good It could be the second silliest. Yeah. No, it was nowhere near because I come up with mega trades that are way sillier <laughs> yes, than that. Yes, you do. Uh, and you'll do so soon. Uh, well done, Ollie. Thanks nice for work, your Ollie. contribution. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. if you've got some hypothetical deals for us. And the list managers are listening, so make no mistake about that. So if you are frustrated that a deal hasn't been done, let us know, and they'll hear it, and they'll go and get it done. Steve is in Cremorne, and he wants to talk about uh, a couple of youngsters potentially heading to the Cats. Good morning, Steve. In Cremorne, or is he at the yeah. Cremorne? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> I live in Cremorne, so uh, yeah. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Um, look, good morning. Uh, look, just chatting around what's happening with these homesick boys wanting to go down to Geelong, but but more broadly within the industry. It seems to me that um, they've almost got more rights or, or greater power than, say, an unrestricted free agent where, a, where they can nominate a club and the club can actually match the deal. It just seems bizarre that two guys that have been drafted two years ago can pick where they want to go, and it looks almost certain that that's what will happen. It just sort of begs the question, what is the value of free agency um, now when players can just pick where they go? And they, mm. you know, very rarely does it does it not happen. Um, I, I just sort of wonder whether, you know, if a player wants to leave a club, especially, you know, and maybe within a certain time frame, maybe if it's, you know, in the first five years or something, that the club should be able to get the best deal possible for them. Um, if they want to go home to their home state, like Jason Horn Francis or Luke Jackson, that perhaps at least those two clubs can put the best offer um, to um, uh, for the for the the club of the player to select from, mm. um, because it, it just seems really really unfair. I just don't, I mean, Ollie Henry and Town of Bruin they're operating like free agents. I want to go to Geelong. That's it. Yes, yeah, they 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 are. But I think this is the evolution, Coons, of 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 player movement, and it's not going to stop. It's a runaway freight train, and. In a sense, you can argue that the the contracts that players sign are, are almost irrelevant in the sense that, oh, you've signed a four-year deal, so you will definitely be at this club for four years. Even the finances. All it is is safety for players. Yeah, that's right. There's just a, there's just a, a guarantee that your piece of paper that says four years at 400, that at a minimum you, you, you'll be getting that. Yeah. That's... There's not much more to it than that, to be honest. The the, the way players, players can move around and force their way out, they've got a lot of leverage. But don't expect the clubs not to to fight back. Now, they'll push for – clubs are going to push for uh, freedom of trade in terms of lo- loosening the consent of players. Well, how long do you think before that comes in? Because think, the way we're tracking at the moment, I mean, the GWS uh, make a, a big call on drafting – Tanner Bruin in, mm. in the top 10. Two years, he wants to go back home. And they're basically, you know, tie, hands tied behind their back. They, they have yeah. to sort of get this deal done. Well, yeah, they do, yeah. And and they do need – it needs to come back the other way because it yep. is skewed in the players' favour at Hugely. the moment. Hugely. Hugely. With contracted players and whatnot. I think 
yeah, we're probably maybe three to five years away from getting to a point where, where clubs will be able to trade players in contract uh, without their consent. Uh, it's And we see it a lot in American sport. Yes, you know, but those guys that. are making millions. Yeah, tens of millions of dollars. It's oh. A guy is getting paid $250,000 dollars $300,000. He, if he has to move from Melbourne to Perth and upend his whole family... It's actually a big lifestyle change for them. Huge. $10 million makes it, the move a lot easier mm. if you're playing in the NBA to go from, from the east to the west. You conference. buy a house <laughs> in any city that you move to. Now, buy a couple. My, I think it will happen. The clubs are going to push for it. The players' union is going to push hard against it. There'll be, I think there'll be some parameters. So, you know, players north of 500000 per annum, um, maybe two years or, or longer remaining on a contract, then you might fit the bill. I don't think the game for quite some time, if ever, will allow a player on next to the minimum with six months remaining on a contract to be sent from Brisbane to Adelaide. Yeah. I don't think that will happen for quite some time, if if ever. No, but if a player who's just finished his, his second year, and the, the example is Tanner Bruin at the moment, that nominates um, Geelong because he wants to go back home. Yes. Well, there's... A few other clubs just down the hall. That is a very good point. And if he wants to go home, it's a 45-minute drive. So if if the GWS Giants should be playing hardball with other clubs and to try and get, you know. That's a very good point. They should say, oh, listen, St. Kilda, you've got pick number nine. This kid Mm. wants to come home. Let's do the trade. Yes. And he can go to the Saints. Yep. And which would be able to happen if the consent was... was lightened off. And then he loosened. can have dinner with mum and dad every Tuesday night if he wants to drive home and what, have his do Wednesday Do what you off. and I do. Yes. Drive up every day. Drive up every morning. It's a beautiful drive. Listening to the early trade with Kane and Lordo. Stop, get, you pull up at, at uh, Altona where the traffic backs up at the bottleneck. It's beautiful oh. stuff. <laughs> Once you hit Point Cork, it's a nightmare, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful stuff. <laughs> I love travelling along at 4Ks an hour for oh. an hour. And that's even when there's uh, no incidents. <laughs> Six in the morning. Wait till someone rear-ends someone, and then they <laughs> just cook for the rest of the day. <laughs> uh, no, it's beautiful stuff. So, uh, Tanner, if you're listening, that's what you've got to look forward to. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. We've got heaps more uh, after the break. Call us on one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. The texts are absolutely flying through. I can't keep up with them. Coons, it's your job and uh, you're not doing it. 0419 187 Get in touch with us. Let us know what you're thinking. Hopefully uh, one of these big deals gets done today and the rest fall like dominoes. We'll be back in a moment. Uh, welcome back to Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians and Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Josh Jenkins and Adam Cooney with you right up until 11 a.m. Coons, we're just working our way through or wondering why we've we've stalled. We've stopped. We're in a holding pattern. We are. Now, we, we got off to some, a, a fast we start. We did. Day one. Yes. It looked like the clubs had thought to themselves, well, let's not leave everything to the last minute and potentially risk not getting a couple of deals done. Let's be proactive, but we have, we've stopped. So we want to work through a few, uh, a few of the deals that are allegedly on the table. So what clubs have allegedly or reportedly offered for players and why uh, they, or why we think they might not be getting done. So 
Let's take let's take Jason Horn Francis, for example. So from what we can gather, the power's best offer or latest offer has been pick eight and a future first round pick, which I'm gonna say is about pick ten for next year. I'm gonna say power the power finish, middle of the table. Yep. So eight and ten. Enough, not enough. Throw in a player. Throw in a player. Throw in a player and that's enough. Well, I who th- might that be? Well, I said Xavier Dersma yesterday. So eight. Riley Bonner has... Ten and Dersma would get it done for you? Uh, yeah, mate. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Because um, Riley Bonner was a name that was floated yesterday, mm-hmm. but it needs to be uh, a regular... Yeah, uh, well, I mean... Regular starting 18 player. And yes. I, yeah, he had some injuries last year, Xavier Dersme. He had a neck injury and spent some time in the SNFL. But I believe that he's got some significant upside. Yeah, I think and, we've and, seen more from him than uh, Bonner yeah. at the level. Yeah, and he's sort of early 20s. Uh, he could become a walk-up in North Melbourne's 18, and they get the two top 10 picks and a player that's ready to go. So maybe that's that's enough. Or they obviously would want to get higher, and that's why we tried to split um, picks with West Coast to get pick two involved as well. And I think they're still trying to work out a deal with that and, and get Junior Rioli to the club. Um, they also want to get a Sava Radigalia to Port Adelaide. Just off topic there, and now that I've mentioned yes. Radigalia, yep. what do you think? Oh, well, probably not great to ask you about his trade value, qu- but I'm a little confused. As a defender. Yes, well, that's the key. That is the key ingredient in this situation from my take. And I haven't been anywhere near the club since uh, 2 a.m. the <laughs> night after the grand final. <laughs> Uh, text here from Ryan in Byron Bay. Half your luck. What is Asava's, Asava Radigalia's trade value? His role based on Geelong's playing strategy will be clear and structurally very important to the power. So I guess it's important to try and work out whether Port Adelaide are getting him to be a forward ruck to replace Charlie Dixon long term, to be a ruck. We've seen him play for his first ruck. Or we saw a glimpse of it, maybe not many did, but we saw him, he did play as a defender in the VFL and played a game against West Coast as a key defender in the AFL and looked really good. But, of mm. course, you know, the, the bird had flown in that sense with Geelong having established its best 22. But what what's what's he worth? He's a player that, that Chris Scott in particular has a lot of love for. He's clearly a talent. He's a position that's hard to come by. You can he's have, he's can, versatile. You can have a lot of love for a player, but if he's not playing, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how yeah, much you true. love him. Well, what's he worth? I, I think he's one of the harder players in the in the trade period to get a to get a guide on what he's worth. Well, if Port Adelaide want him, it's their, their best, really, or the the only. Uh, pick they have at the moment is thirty three to offer, but the only, the issue with that is it, they've offered up pick thirty eight for Ollie Henry. Mm. So, uh, in terms of where where is the rating between Asava Radigalia and Ollie Henry, that doesn't fit. Well, he's a player, Asava, to me that that it wouldn't it, if Port Adelaide offered pick thirty five and 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 Geelong. Accepted it, it wouldn't surprise me, and it probably wouldn't surprise me if Port Adelaide offered pick twenty and Geelong accepted. It's I find him 
terribly hard to get a read on, and I'm I get to see him every day. Yeah. Well, he's he spent the first sort of three years of his career trying to develop as a forward ruck, mm. and there just wasn't a spot for him in the forward line at Geelong, and also in the ruck. So, and then obviously you, you mentioned that you've seen him play solid games down back. So. He's now trying to develop the other side of his game yeah. that he's probably not used to. So mm. he might take another year or two till he's ready to be a solid key defender. But I, I think if Port Adelaide are looking at him to fill that void, it is as a key defender because Jonas doesn't like to take the number one. Yes, well, key, he's undersized. Illyria can do it, but he likes to intercept. Yep, Cleary's undersized. McKenzie's mm. undersized, and fights. The good fight, McKenzie, when he's playing on the bigger bodies. But I think that they would want to fill that void as a key defender. And it'll be interesting when we do the 22 for Port Adelaide coming up a bit later Ooh. in the second hour. Who misses out on that back six? Because oh. they've got some... And whether Asava's in it. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I like it. Uh, yeah, I think that's what would be nagging away at, at Geelong. You know, you want to honour the players' wishes because if you can't guarantee or you don't foresee him being in your best 22, then you want to honour the player's wish and give them an opportunity to play senior footy. That is a situation where I think you you say, well, look, it's not necessarily the best thing for us, but if we can't offer him the opportunities that he's going to get elsewhere, then maybe you know we, we just let him go on his way. But It seems an easy one at 33 then, doesn't it? But, and I, I, I again, I haven't spoken to anyone at the Cats deliberately, he, what would be nagging at them is just what he showed as a defender. And he showed really, really uh, good glimpses. He looked like you thought to yourself, oh, hello, he might, this might be his spot. He's a really strong overhead mark. He's a strong body. He's fast. He's very fast over 20, 30 meters. So leading forwards would be no problem for him. I think there's a, was it the West Coast game down yes. at. Uh, yep. Yep. Kidinia Park that was later the in the year. Where uh, yeah, I think I did that game on radio, and as the game wore on, he just looked more and more comfortable. Yes, like he started, he, and that was one beat, game. He'd only played two or three VFL games down there yeah. before that. He went from sort of beating his man, spoiling the ball in the first quarter, to starting to take some intercept marks yep. and get himself. And really the Cats were winning that game. that game by seventy or eighty, so you got to take that into consideration. Started but well, the Eagles. I think <laughs> they kicked the first two. Or three. I think that's what would be just nagging away at the Cats and. We want to probably do the right thing and give Asavri's chance, but oh, could he develop into a, a long-term key defender alongside Sam DeConing? It'd be a pretty formidable, a couple of 200-centimetre. Yeah, how long How long is he willing to sit and wait that's, for, for that opportunity? Well, that's right. That's uh, that's that's the debate that uh, that's I what guess we both spoke parties about. have. Sorry, cut you off. That's what we spoke about um, yesterday was how well Geelong have managed – <laughs> the temperament of some of these younger players who are ready to play. Yeah, keeping them patient. Yeah, yep. they, we said the, the only one who became impatient really was Jordan Clark, and that was uh, I think it was a second round pick in the end. And uh, we're seeing the footy that he played. So I, I wonder whether some of the guys like Cooper Stevens and Asava mm, who, who, who yeah. can't get the opportunity, do they look at Jordan Clark and say, "Well, yes. I could go to another club and, and have a breakout year straight away," or do I want to keep living uh, in this gorgeous part of the world in Geelong? And, <laughs> Watch my teammates lift premiership cuffs. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Rob is in Castlemaine. He's got a question uh, regarding uh, Sava Radigalia. Rob, good morning. Uh, thanks for taking the call, guys. Of course. Hey, 
I, I agree uh, exactly with what you're saying about Asar from Port Adelaide. And to me, he's in Geelong starting 22 at the start of next year for exactly the same reasons. If you look at Geelong's back line, apart from De Koning, the next tallest option is Collar Jasney at 193. Then Henry's only 192 and Stewart's 190. And that's basically it. Mm. And with the way forwards are going, I know the guys were talking yesterday about... Um, Big dogs. You know, uh, Brisbane having you know, three talls. Yep. Uh, Western Bulldogs having three guys well over two two metres. I reckon Nusava is the perfect fit to start there as an agile, strong play on those really tall thugs. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and the other thing that I can see in keeping Nusava in there, and I don't know, no one's ever mentioned this before, but I know he's not marked with Sarves. You never have the same tank. Asaba thrives on the contest, whether it's leaping for a mark or breaking packs. Imagine if he did burst in the midfield. Imagine if you were standing opposite a 198, 108-kilogram broke who can run just as fast as you over 10 to 15 metres and loves to get the ball below his knees. Oh. I would love Geelong to keep him. Yes. Uh, yeah, good call, Rob. I, just on the centre bounce, I think we... We, we've seen what Mark Blitzarves has done and what we think maybe Luke Jackson could do. I I don't think Asava could do that. He's quick, I think uh, we get carried away with just because you're a good athlete and you're big, you could do it. That's You're selling short the craft of being a centre-back. And you played it in there. You're, that's selling short the nous and craft and quick feet, yeah. agility and dexterity of playing in there. I think I don't think he could do it. He might. Prove me wrong, make me look like a fool, but I don't think Asava could do it. No, and he's he's as you mentioned, Rob. He's he's lightning over that first ten or fifteen meters. But once the ball leaves the area, also you've got to actually switch to a different mode. And mm. sometimes a midfielder's got to run six or seven hundred meters before they actually get a touch. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not, I, I think if he ran around in the midfield for for two or three minutes and then had to go back and play as a key defender, yeah, the, the key forward would just yeah. working. Mark Blitzarves is a genuine unicorn yeah. in that sense yeah. who can who has the size but can. They can run better than. I believe he had an athletic background. Is that was who's he, that? Mark Blitzarves. He was he a. Uh, I think well, it was first, a steeple chaser. I've heard of it. I believe you are a newsbreaker. Uh, let's go. Jake Melcham. I Le- think did some amateur boxing as well. Did he? Pendlebury basketball background. Not a lot of people know that. Street fighting too this year. <laughs> Milkshake. Milk and and Stevie. Uh, let's go to uh, Tommy in Greensboro. He wants to speak. Or he's got a question for me. I think about uh, about bigger Sava. Uh, yeah, Josh, actually, I've got two questions now that you've brought up, um, uh, Ruckskin. So um, just on Asava, um, you know Geelong's list pretty well. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, every one of our key position players on our list played in our grand final side. Mm-hmm. We have one injury. Sav comes in. If we don't have Sav, we've got no one to come in. So that's a huge hole if De Koning goes down or, or if, Yes. Hawking, yep. um, you know, has a brain fade, you know, which he's done a couple of times. <laughs> or wax him on your Or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And so if, if, if Sav goes, we have to replace him this trade period. And I, I don't see anyone else on the market who can sort of do that. But um, the other thing is, uh, last week you were talking about, you know, Ruckman are either a forward ruck or they're yes. a uh, ruck forward. Yes. Now, um, someone that you would know quite well is, um, uh, Shannon Neal. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm curious what you think Shannon Neal is because he was obviously drafted with a huge aerobic capacity. I think he would be the 
you know, the great replacement for Blitzars in a, in a few years, the ability to run all over the ground um, and sort of go forward. And, you know, him and Conway will be um, a great combination, I think. Uh, sounds like uh, Tom's a uh, keen Cats man, which we love. Tom uh, or Matt Egan on the phone, yes. man. He knows everything about the developing players. Asava, uh, yeah, he, that, that, and that'd be the thing they're wrestling with. So... Oh, we want to, you know, Andrew Mackey and Chris Scott and, and the team down there, we want to give him his opportunity probably elsewhere if he's seeking that. But if we do lose one tall at either either end of the ground, he's next in. So that would be the really tricky part uh, for them. And they've developed him and put time into him and then to let him go and see him flourish somewhere else is 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 the balance. And and Shannon Neal, he'll be he'll be a he will be an AFL forward ruck. He's a he's developed incredibly well in the VFL was uh, dominant. He got a taste of it, did he? He did. He got a we got a couple. He got a couple of opportunities, and uh, he was next man in in the forward line. He was playing that well in the VFL for the Cats as a key forward who can go into the ruck. I don't think he'll be Two that Litsav's type. He is a forward ruck, and I think he's got a big big future. Uh, Shannon Neal, let's get a break away because we're a little bit late. Uh, Adam, you've been doing too much. Talking. Too many calls. Everyone wants to talk to you, yeah, JJ, that's about right. the cats. That's right. Yeah, well, they do. Uh, you're listening to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires, engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. All right, welcome back. Nearly an hour down, Coons, an hour down, an hour to go. Time's flying uh, when you're having fun. What's on this weekend, then? After fr- you got to work? Uh, I'm going to Caulfield tomorrow. Mm. We'll have to get a couple of uh, tricksies off you before we leave then. <laughs> See tags for that. Uh, let's go to the trade rewind because uh, we love this part of the show and we do it uh, we do it for Pazload. So let's go to uh, the trade rewind. The trade rewind for Pazload. All new Pazload Trim Master. Built to perform. Reliability. Comfort. Performance. In store now. That's right, the all-new Pazload Trim Master, built to perform reliability, comfort, performance in-store now. What else could you need then? What else could you more could you ask for? Reliability, comfort, and performance, Adam Kearney. That's all we ask for in life. It's all you it? ask for in life. Now, let's go back to 2013. And we're going to involve three clubs, Port Adelaide, Brisbane, and the Giants. So... This was the Jared Polak trade. So we've got to, you know, the, we, we name the trades. So Port Adelaide received Jared Polak, pick 21, which became Jarman Impey, pick 45, which became Mitchell Harvey, who didn't play any games. Brisbane received, Mitch. <laughs> Brisbane received pick 22, Darcy Gardner, who's just recently re-signed and uh, uh, fended off free agency. Pick 34, Nick Robertson, who's played 73 games. Didn't know he'd played that many. And pick 48, which was eventually used by the Saints to get Josh Bruce. Ooh. The Giants ended up with pick 14, Cam McCarthy. Pick 29, which was Rory Lobbs, two players who ended up at Frio. <laughs> so there you go. Wow. So the, 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 the guts or the bones of the trade, Pollock went to... The power, and then of course moved on to North. Jarman Impey was a serviceable player for five or six years for Port Brisbane. Ended up with Darcy Gardner, which is a great result for them, and Nick Robertson, who's played seventy-three games. And the Giants had uh, got McCarthy and Lobb, who have both since moved along. That's what they call a mega trade rewind. Why don't you just redo that? That's large. Change the names. What about we, we haven't discussed your trade rewind? 
Yeah. Well, I thought, well, we how many times have we been traded between us? Three. Three. Should have been more. <laughs> Three times. What about yours? What happened with your first trade? Steak uh, knives. Well, I was oh, a not, rook- not, there wasn't even any steak knives. No, and I'm not offended by the steak knives term. Jack well, Crispies. Jack Crispies. Lockie Veal. The Veal deal. Remember that one with Jade Rawlings <laughs> back in the day? Uh, yeah, I was, I was traded for 10 spots in the draft, so the Bombers went from 31 to 21. Didn't they do well? But why did you really leave? Cash, Cash. Mate. <laughs> I couldn't. I was on 35K at the Bombers. <laughs> 35 I was on in 2011. 35. I'm more than happy to, to, to elaborate <laughs> on those. 35K to 600 is a pretty good jump. <laughs> no, well, funny story, and we are a little behind time, so we'll press on. But I, because I was a rookie and I was traded, which I think I was on, there's only, only been one rookie traded before that. And uh, so I, you know, Adelaide accepted the contract offer as you do before you agree to a trade. And uh, I thought, oh, hello. I think I was going on to a hundred and a hundred and ten was it was the two years. And I'm thinking, you know, from thirty five, how good's this? I paid three times as much. But when I the trade went through, and I was in Adelaide, and they came to me and said, well, we didn't really foresee this and know this, but as per the rules, an upgraded rookie oh, back no. then had to be paid the equivalent of a third round draft pick. And I was an upgraded rookie. So they took your cash. So I had to They're go from a handy back to 68. Oh, is that why you asked for something. five years at 800 a year That's after that? That's why they owed me big time. <laughs> so like the Jack Bowes in. And the emotions, mate. 35 to 100 and then back to 60. I'm, I can't deal with this. Have you given Jack Bowes a call? Just, <laughs> I can't handle it. Too much. Too much for me. So, uh, yeah, well, anyway, that was went from a uh, trade rewind to a. Uh, Self-indulgent sort of segment about you. A little bit of us. <laughs> a little bit of uh, a little bit of us time. I can't even remember what happened with my trade. All I know was it got held up uh, because the bombers wanted to keep Paddy Ryder, and he oh. wanted to go to Port Adelaide, and that was like uh, mine went down to the wire. It was really late in the piece, and they, they weren't so much haggling over my value. It was more about they just wanted to keep, keep him. Paddy Ryder. Yeah. I think. Uh, let's go to the phones because we've got callers all over the place. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. If you want to get involved, or do as around seven thousand people have done thus far and send us a text. Oh four one nine one eight seven three two three. Let's go to let's go to Tom in Airlie who's been waiting uh, for a little while because uh, he wants to talk about. West Coast. Tommy, uh, good morning. Are you in Airlie Beach? Is that right? Is that is Airlie short for Airlie Beach? Uh, correct. Yeah. Oh, how is it up there? Uh, it's windy, oh. uh, but it's not. Good oh, okay. spot. Uh, plenty of... It's, a, it's the backpacking central of capital of Australia, is it not? Yeah, between Broome, Darwin and Airlie, I reckon. Okay, okay. Uh, what yeah. Would you... Not many West Coast fans in Airlie Beach, I don't imagine. So... What would you like to uh, chat to us about in regards to the Eagles? Right. So I was wondering what you reckon uh, their plan should be, like if it should be immediate or sort of looking forward to the uh, trade period in 12 months. Like, obviously, I'm very worried about them, as you are. And uh, second half of the year, they sort of got their act together. Um, They even were... Drawed with Geelong at halftime at one point. And um, with a preseason, with players like Sheed, Chester, Allen, um, and Darling actually being there for the whole season, they might be all right. Do you reckon that they should 
go hard with uh, the number two pick this year, maybe split it or try to get some future rounds for it. Or maybe those players have a good year and then sort of offload them in 12 months' time to uh, go hard and try to get all that WA talent that everyone's talking about. Adam? If I was West Coast, I would look to split pick two. And if you could get either two picks in the top 10 mm-hmm. for that, um, obviously you're doubling your value there because you're getting two players. Or this the Luke Jackson situation, if they could somehow um, work out a deal to split that pick two and get Luke Jackson through the door and, and prize uh, him away from Fremantle, that would be the option that I would go for, Tom, because uh, yeah, I think West Coast are going to struggle next year again. Uh, they've got a few holes in their list. We understand that. Um, the retirement of Josh Kennedy also um, doesn't help in terms of their key forwards. So well, they've got Oscar Allen, who is probably one of their shining lights of the West Coast Eagles. Yes. But I think they're going to struggle next year, Tom. So I'll be making big plays, if I could at the moment, to try and get two top 10 picks in the door or Luke Jackson. Agreed. Uh, you're listening to Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. Just before we jump off to a quick break, uh, Adam, you yes. were traded for pick 37. Steel. Which the Bulldogs then moved to Sydney for Shane Biggs. So they, didn't even, they didn't even Premiership want, player. They didn't even want the pick that they traded me for. And 39. So Biggs and 39, which they used on Declan Hamilton, who didn't play any games. And the Swans used 37 on James Rose. There you go. Look at that. Once again, I helped, I helped the Western Bulldogs win a Premier You helped everyone. Couldn't have done it without me, the dogs. Well done. Let's go to a break. Trade mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. And Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. That's a plus for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. Run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. All right, Adam Kearney, you've promised uh, the world. Now it's time to deliver. The Port Adelaide Powers Best 22 for Season 2023. The uh, microphone is yours. It's the uh, post-trade Best 22. Post-trade. Yeah. So these are the deals that I think will get done and how the 22 will end up in 23, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the full back line, Darcy Byrne-Jones in the pocket. Asava Radagalea is going to lock down the full back row and take on the Giants or the Thugs, as one of our callers called the key forwards before. Uh, Tom Jonas, Dan Houston, Alir Alir is my centre half back and intercepting player of the year. And Farrell, he's going to be our ball user off half back. Lethal left boot. I've thrown Zachy Butters out onto the wing. Not sure if he's going to be upset with that or happy. Ollie Wines in the guts. Xavier Dersma, even though I traded him yesterday, he's going to be on the <laughs> on the other wing. Uh, Jay Horn Frank is on the half forward flank yep. with the midfield rotation. Mitch Georgiardi, centre half forward. Sam Palpepper, who had a brilliant year on the half forward flank. I've got Todd Marshall in the pocket. Chazzy Dixon, full forward. And Junior Rioli in the other forward pocket. Scotty Lysette is my number one ruck with Rosie and Boak as the followers. Interchange, Ryan Burton, Finn Lason, Lockie Jones, and Aratio Fantasia, if his body Healthy. will allow him to take the, the field. 
Could be the sub. Specialist so, sub. Cleary misses out. Um, Bonner couldn't find a spot for Drew. Burgoyne, who could easily play uh, 20 games next year. I saw enough from him to, to think that he's going to be a star. Frederick uh, was unlucky. McKenzie is out, unfortunately, too. So And we know that Amon um, and Gray will not be there next year. I like it. Port fans, what do you think? Who do you miss? It's a good uh, 22. Who's in there that shouldn't be? All that stuff. If they Let can, us know. If they can do these deals. Yeah, a, well, that's the key, of course. A very, very rock-solid 22. That is the key. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Adam Cooney's Port Adelaide Best 22. Did you like it or did you? Who did I miss? I would have missed Like one. it or did you loathe it? That's a plus. For Host Plus, Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians run only to benefit its members. Search compare Host Plus today. Who did you miss? Don't know. Did you miss anyone or are you happy with that? Well, I'm I'm happy with it. There's a couple of maybe positional changes. Um, maybe uh, Butters starts at half forward um, and Junior Rioli starts on the bench. Uh, I'm not too sure. But I like it. I like the look of it. I think it's competitive. If they start the year well, then who knows can happen? what can happen with this Port Adelaide side. They are still chasing the dream. Are they? they? They are. Given these – well, they've kept Ken. So if they weren't yes. chasing the dream, Ken would be gone for a start. Uh, they fill a couple of voids, and they get the, the prize pick in, the number one draft pick of last year, Jason Horn francis So, look, I think that um, this list and, and the way that they play, I enjoy watching Port Adelaide when yes. they're at their best. It's an attractive yep. brand of footy. Um, they got some characters, and it's a, it's a, it's rock solid. So if they start well, uh, we know how they well the mid part of the year they were one of the better teams in the competition for for a period there. And Connor Rosie got going, um, all Australians. Did, so, yes. Um, if they can start and have a good month of footy, then they'll look to be in contention next year. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Did you like Adam Cooney's best 22 for Port? Did he leave anyone out? Let's have a listen to Damien Barrett was uh, chatting right here on AFL Trade Radio about uh, Port Adelaide having to give up a significant player of value. Maybe someone in your 22. So you might have to uh, just rejig things. Let's have a listen to Damo on the prospect of Port having to give up a good player for Horn Francis and Junior Rioli. Yeah. I, I, I still can't get my head around why, why West Coast at this stage would, would give up pick two and Rioli as part of it. So I think to your point, Sos, there's an element of they've got their eyes on a couple of players who they, they want to get by, by lessening that pick. But again, no, nothing works the way I read it without Port Adelaide giving up a player of substance, significant well, value. There you go. So someone out of your squad needs to go. Well, the only issue is that the players at West Coast would want in terms of currency, they've all refused. Mm. Well, they asked for Dan Houston. Yeah. And he said, well, they start, uh, no thanks. They started at the, the top of players that could possibly should. be traded yep. with Georgiades, and that was shut down. So they're working their way down the list. And I think they're getting to a stage now where it's at the level that a player of the calibre that they're asking for isn't going to satisfy mm. The West Coast Eagles. So they're going to struggle. Uh, are you on a roll? Are you feeling good? Well, I want your top five at some stage. Too. Yeah, well, I just thought we might roll through the Crows. Best 22 whilst you're at okay. it. Okay. Well, I haven't finalised it as yet, but I'm happy oh. to go with what I've got. And then I'll just well, deal. You give us half the I'll side. deal with the criticism after that. Okay. <laughs> so this is the Crows' best 20-ish. That there you I'll go. Lock in, Crows fans. Paddy Parnell in the back pocket. Uh, the River. Murray, full back. 
Tom Duday in the other pocket, Brody Smith, Jordan Butts, and Jordan Dawson to round out the half back line. The seed on the wing, Paul Seedsman. Keys in the middle, Saligo, I've put on the other wing. McAdam, Tex Walker at centre half forward, Isaac Rankin on the flank, Ooh. Darcy Fogarty, Riley Dilthorpe, and Rochelle in uh, the full forward line. Riley O'Brien, Laird, and Rory Sloan. Is he going to be ready for round one, Rory? Don't think so. Your mate? Don't think so. Okay. Well, I've got him in there as a, in the best he, he's, he's a man he's, of... Uh, well, his professionalism and diligence. Yes, You'd think he'd be able to get charts. up. Yeah. Yeah. Most wouldn't. Uh, he will. Uh, interchange, Sam Berry, Ned McHenry, uh, Hamill, and Miller. Let's lock in on that Crows forward line. Because there is an enormous amount of capital invested and spent in that forward line, right? So just read it back to me. Rankin, highest paid player. Rankin is going to cost a pick five and a million. Close to. <laughs> well, we'll call it 900. Uh, Tex Walker. Well, he's the value of the of the group. Yes. Uh, Shane McAdam. Value. Rochelle. Pick six. Diltop. Pick two. And the Fog. Pick 12. Uh, there's a player on the bench who will be in that forward rotation as well. McHenry. Yes. And he was around, I'm going to say, end of round one, early round two pick. So of significant. It's a, it's a high draft that order, is a forward six. <laughs> you'd want to be able to get it down to him. Are you going to go uh, Matt Rendell and say it's the most dangerous forward line no, in the competition? No, I won't necessarily go that far. Uh, my view on Rankin coming to town for in exchange for a pick five and that amount of money is... He or Rochelle must be around the ball at all times. One of those two must be around the footy at all times, whether that's as an extra forward coming up around the stoppage or a genuine uh, midfielder or even a winger who plays the coverage side of the stoppage every time. You know, we see Andrew Gaff play that role. So he's the same side winger every yeah, every yeah. time. Yep. One of those two has to be around the ball at all times. You can't have Rochelle, who likes to play close to goal, and Rankin, who very much likes to play co- play co- close to goal, that far away from the ball at all times. It's a good point. And you can't. With the amount of money that <clears throat> Isaac Rankin is being paid, I think they've pigeonholed him to be a midfielder. Can he do that? Can he do that at – okay, well, when you say midfielder, I think he'll always be a midfielder 70, forward. 70, 70%. I'd like to see that. What, you know, you're not paying nine hundred thousand dollars a year for a medium-sized forward that plays seventy forward, thirty mid, are you? Surely not. You have to. You well, have to. I mean, he, he has to. He has to be the most professional, diligent, hardworking player at the Adelaide Crows next year, because that's how he's getting paid. Mm. So he has to go up into the midfield. Now, and and if it is that, and it's a good role to play the high half forward that floats into the midfield because quite often you, you've you got a high defender that likes to drop off. Yes, yeah, well, and yeah, the extra one around the footy, you haven't got an opponent. So, And when you are that down, and Adelaide love to play that. They've used, you know, Lockie Murphy or Keys in that role. But if you could actually get a Rankin or a Rochelle doing it, far more dangerous and creative with, you know, the greatest of respect to the other guys. Tyson Stengel does it a bit for the Cats in the front half of the ground, flashing through a stoppage. Oh, yeah. Does it dangerous? Uh, does it quite well? And the other thing is, it gets those guys into the game. So, 
Rankin actually averages more touches than I thought. He averages 13 and a bit disposals, which is a pretty good number yep. considering he has attended bugger all set yeah. of bounces. Yep. So you just don't want that much money and that much draft capital sitting inside Ford 50 starving. I agree. I agree. I, I think Rochelle will give him another year to mm. to develop his craft. Yes. Yep. That, there's that word again. He burst onto forward. the scene and then went a bit quiet. But yeah. But so so Rankin's the man. We understand yep. that, and the expectations on him are going to be enormous once he gets to South Australia. Mm. And he's not. He, he won't know what what's hit him in the first month of the season if things aren't going particularly to plan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like if, he, if he isn't, to... if he's not lighting it up for the first month, what's going to happen in Adelaide? Oh, mate, Storm. Yeah. And Jordan Dawson kicks a game winner in the showdown. He he cannot get a kick for two years. <laughs> and it's fine because he won a game against the arch rival in a showdown. <laughs> He's uh, the king. He's the king bef- for 12 months. Before we uh, shoot off to a quick break, let's go to Steve in Lilydale who wants to talk about uh, the Crows forward mix. Uh, Steve, good morning. Yeah, uh, good morning, Joshua. Good morning, um Adam, morning, I, I, I wish Jordan Dawson, the, the only thing that it would have topped off his showdown, if he'd, if he'd said that the ball would nick the post, Josh, that would have That's epic trolling. Rub a bit of salt into the wound, although I did honestly think it hit the post at the time. But uh, <laughs> what did you want to What did you want to uh, talk about in regards to the Crows and their forwards? Yeah, so so I think um, so. Uh, Kane Corns has, has gone on record as talking about that some um, that uh, Isaac Rankin um, can be can become like a Shea Bolton role, can play like Shea Bolton, and Joshua Shelley can be like a Jordan Bagoe role. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you put those two in the midfield, so they're basically midfielders. But pow- like Rochelle's a powerful young man who played in the midfield in his junior days, um, a mid forward. And you imagine if Rankin can become like that Shea Bolton, all of a sudden it changes the complexion of Adelaide as a quite a dour midfield at the moment, where they're all looking to contest the ball. We don't have any of that razzle dazzle. And all of a sudden, you put those two in to play that role. All of a sudden, the ball's coming flying into mm. Tex, and he's sitting on heads. <laughs> ball's spilling out to little Neddy McHenry. Um, and it's an exciting forward line. I, I'm, I'm pumped, I reckon. I like it, Steve. Yeah, I agree. And that's the other element. Not only to ensure you're getting bang for buck for those guys who are getting paid a lot, but to assist the remainder of the midfield, who is a little bit more dour and one-paced, Coons. Yeah, they are. And, well, I mean, you could... Easily, if Sloan's not ready, Rankin can easily start in the middle of the ground. But I, I do prefer the idea of, of both of them starting in the forward line and one of them working yeah, up Yeah, I don't – two at once probably won't work because they're not going to pay a lot of attention to the other team. No. <laughs> the best midfielders usually don't. But to have two, two guys who are probably really looking to get downhill might leave you a little exposed just – Having being uh, aware of what yep. coaches <laughs> like but, uh, to uh, focus on. Well, how good is it this time of year, though? Hearing Steve's optimism about the Adelaide Crows and the, the, yes. the introduction That's of the beauty of, of this one, time of year, of one player coming in, Isaac Rankin, is going to change the whole complexity of the Adelaide Footy Club, which is great, and I hope it does um, it, because it would be exciting for the Adelaide Crows to work their way back up the ladder. I just got a text. Uh, what about Ben Keys? I had him in the guts. Yes, uh, he was. Well, in the, in someone. The Else said off the text, uh, Chase Jones. His nickname was Where's My? Where's My Keys? <laughs> yes. Oh, he's really unlocked his that's potential, they, hasn't he? That's what. Huh. We're going. We're going so well. <laughs> Thirty-seven minutes ago, we're going so well. Uh, let's. We've got uh, plenty of news to get to 
on the other side uh, of the break. This is Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians and Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. You are listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Heaps of news kicking around for the Beaumont's news update. As we said earlier, New South Wales is emerging as the favourite to host a proposed extra magic round of footy in 2023 as the AFL works through ways to avoid it clashing with the Sydney Royal Easter show. And on the Kangaroos front, North Melbourne's uh, utility midfielder, call him what you want, Taron Thomas insists he's going nowhere anytime soon. 22-year-old's name bobbed up in trade talks in recent weeks with uh, our very own SEN's Sam Edmund, suggesting he had been wrestling, quote, wrestling with requesting a trade out of the club during the trade period. However, Thomas has pledged his commitment to the Kangaroos by confirming he will honour his contract until at least 2024. Just see him on the news with those shades on. Looking the, uh, very Hollywood, wasn't he? Ooh. Oh, you're not happy with that? Clarko, I don't think that would be Clarko's. <laughs> not, not his go. No. The Western Bulldogs at the uh, Brownlow type stuff, Ooh, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Outrageous behaviour. Mm. Mm. Hey, Tyler's need stock fast. Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Now, just quickly, I'm going to... I gave you, you homework. Ask, you set me a task. Homework? You gave it to me at five to nine. Still, uh, sorry, work work. <laughs> uh, ad break work. Yeah. Uh, top five clubs that we're worried about. Top five clubs that we are worried about, and what did leading you, into next criteria, season. what sort of parameters on worry? What does that mean? Well, you just maybe worried about the a dip in the, performance, the short, or? short to medium okay. term about them, all right, and, and how they're going to perform, and in performance versus expectation, right. I suppose. Uh, let us know how we go. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. The top five clubs that we are worried about. I've got the Kangaroos at one. Obvious reasons. Well, you've gone from. What? Usually, generally, you build the crescendo. Oh, no, actually, no order. Just five clubs. They're just grouped, a clump. But number one is the Kangaroos. If you had to <laughs> rank them, they might be number one. Uh, the Roos, the Eagles, I give them a pass for this season. They had just dreadful COVID dramas and situations. They were meeting teammates before the game. Yep. So, West Coast, they've got to show something one way or the other this year. Essendon, Essendon. mainly off-field, but they've got their on-field woes as well. The Giants in there as well, yep. at risk of becoming a, a little irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And the power. Ooh. For me, the power, you can go one year too long, you can't go two years too long. So chase the dream. If it doesn't work, if you chase it again and it doesn't work, you find yourself in a hole. That's what we did. We made the grand final in 2017. We thought we could get back there in 2018. Didn't work. Okay, let's take stock. Let's go again. 2019, doesn't work. Crows are still trying to recover from parts of that period. Yeah, and the so, camp, and the camp as well. Yes, and the camp. Nice of you to bring that up. The <laughs> Kangaroos, the Eagles, Essendon, oh, the Giants, and the Power. One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Let us know who you are most worried about. If it's your club or if it's another club, let us know who worries you going into the twenty twenty three AFL season. You're listening to Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. What's the name of the song, Adam? 
It's Rolling Stones. Is it? Sympathy to the devil. Don't give him the answer. Don't give him the answer. Welcome back to... Yeah, I heard Sam speak in your ear and tell you the answer. You're not supposed to reveal our radio (laughs) secrets, Josh. Uh, uh, you're new to the biz. Welcome to Back to Trade Mornings for Host Plus and Industry. Super fun for all Australians and Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. Do you know Uh, what I need to do quickly? Yeah. Yes. The mega trade is going to hit before we finish off. Well, send through your best mega trades to me in the next 15 minutes, 10 minutes. And I'll pick the best one for the mega trade. I like it. It's a public mega trade today. I like it. Due to lack of work uh, rate. Uh, a few texts in regards to the club you are most worried about. Send us a text, 0419187323. Recap them for me. Uh, Joe says the Saints are a big concern. Uh, and, and and he's not in love with the recruitment of Zane Cordy. Yep. Uh, Swan supporter saying Sydney, due to the history behind being demolished in grand finals. And where clubs go to, there's a there is a so, a strong history of of teams who get uh, pummeled in a grand final and where they end up the next year. Yep. Uh, there's a few others here. Adelaide. Uh, couple there for couple there for West Coast as well. So your five was North Melbourne. Yes. Not too many arguments there. Yep. Given the fact uh, with the Alistair Clarkson situation, uh, Essendon, uh, West Coast. Yep. GWS and Port. So yes. How much off-field drama is going to affect on-field for Essendon, do you think? Uh, because you can't be too worried about them if, it you, can't can, help. if you can separate it. Can't help. Can't help. But, do, I mean, players aren't going to... No, no, they're affect. not, but it can't help, right? So, you know, a, a, a really strong, unified... So if you've got a... Say say the, the playing group and the leadership group have got an issue with something, I don't know, facilities or whatever... If you don't have confidence in the management of the club to go to them with an issue, that that's a you know, no, it's not it's not you can't quantify it in terms of goals that it might cost you, but it's it can't help. Yep. You need harmony and synergy in the in the club. Yes. Players, support staff, CEOs, managements, all that type of stuff. And I was worried about Essendon coming into the season, so this is a back to back. Worry for me. Well, the issue I think was people overestimated where Essendon were at. That's exactly and a lot what of people my view was. They were a top four side. Mm. Can't remember. I'm not sure if I had them in my top eight predictions leading in to the season. So I'm a bit more bullish about them on field this year or this next season than than I was this yep. year because of the continued development of some of these players and um, their 200 Coach. centimeter pl- plus players um, have had another year to develop. So I think we'll see a, a sort of slightly different, more solid-looking lineup for Essendon in terms of key position players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they probably still want that one one key short. Let's go to uh, Colby, who's been hanging on very patiently in Victoria. Just didn't want to narrow down the, uh, the part of Victoria. Uh, he wants to talk about Tom Mitchell and a potential move to uh, Collingwood. Good morning, Colby. G'day. How are you, mate? Um, do you think, yeah, good. Uh, do you think Tom Mitchell will get to the finals? Uh, what deal will have to be done? And Brayden um, Farini from Gold Coast, will he go? Uh, what do you reckon, Coons? Uh, Mitchell to Collingwood. Now, 
early in the trade period, I think Graham Wright sort of shot that down a little bit, but there was some information floating around mm. this office that it would happen. So yeah. do you think that will get done? I'm not 100% certain. I, I, they've, they've got to deal with this Ollie Henry situation mm. first. That's their priority. Um, and then what happens in terms of picks back from there? So, I mean, 16 seems like a, a really um, – Sorry, eighteen seems like a really reasonable, maybe a little bit more. I don't, you know, you can haggle for your picks at the back end or whatever. Yep. But um, Henry to uh, there, and then what do they do? Then they've got sixteen and eighteen. But mm. I don't know if you'd want to use sixteen or eighteen for for Tom Mitchell. No, 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 no. Unless there's a salary. Uh, well, there will be. It might, that might offset the Brody component. Grundy. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I think if there's a contribution there, that's a different story. And Fiorini. I'm not sure. I yeah, mean, I, he's. I, I haven't. How busy do you want to be if you're Collingwood? Hmm. Is he? Is he yeah. a player? That, he doesn't. Have, he, he probably he adds to your depth, and who knows? He might jump out of the ground in a new environment, like a few Gold Coast players have, and uh, and 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 have a great career, and make an impact. But yeah, I mean, a I don't know that I've seen enough of him to to really give a you know firm opinion. But b what I have seen, I wouldn't suggest. I'd be, uh, I'd certainly, um, I agree with you. I'd be focusing most of my time and energy on a few other deals. Yeah. And they've got McStay in, they've got Bobby Hill in, they are going to get Ollie Henry in. I mean, do they need Tom Mitchell and also Fiorini into Mm. the mix there? It's, they've gone hard considering um, where they finished this year and they believe that they're going to be in that window next year. There's a Megatrade there on the text you might want to write down and just steal a few ideas. Um, Got it. A player who I think uh, Kane Corns labelled as not an AFL player, Paddy Dow, a good Swan Hill boy. Uh, where what 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 do you what's your read on on Paddy Dow? Now that is, I've got Carlton's midfield as one of the premier midfield groups in the competition, so I don't necessarily think it's a great shame that he can't get a game for Carlton, but. Do you see him as a, a viable option elsewhere? There was a text earlier suggesting he go, could go to St Kilda for a third-round pick. Yep. What's your views on, on Paddy? I think Carlton would take anything to, from third to fourth round just to give him an opportunity. Yeah, the, the issue is he's a high draft pick. Yeah, he hasn't and I been think able he's, to crack in I think after five years. I, I believe he's well-paid as well, so that might add a little yep. issue. Not not you know not 500000 but you know not far off. Yeah, well, maybe he gets a... An opportunity at another club. I think he gets a game at probably you know seven or eight other clubs. Is he better than that? Can he be? Can he be? Now, not not asking him to be a pick three or a pick two. I think he was a pick two. Uh, but can he be a consistent, uh, helpful, productive AFL midfielder? He can help out with depth. So the his decision making and ball use have been an issue. Mm. across his whole career. He turns a footy over a bit and, and butchers it. So uh, they're, they're the main issues that I have seen from him yes. um, in his career. And that's why he obviously hasn't been able to cement a spot. Mm-hmm. He can find the footy. Yeah. There's no, he, what, I think, yeah, he had 40 disposals in the VFL in his last game. I yeah, think. he was on fire in the VFL yeah. in so the uh, last month or so of the year. He might you know, fall into that category of one of those players who's too good for VFL but not quite good mm. enough. For and there are plenty AFL. of those. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, he's probably one who might get moved very, very late. He's in the a piece, depth player, like, if at all. He's got to realise maybe now that he is a depth player mm. and just be happy. There's no shame in that. No.
Plenty it's of people better, out better there would the love, love to be a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar debt. <laughs> yeah. uh, so pockets. we shall see what happens or doesn't happen with uh, Paddy Dow. You're listening to Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. And Adam, uh, you have got about four and a half minutes to come up with your mega trade. That is on the other side. The Mega Trade for Continental Tyres. Trade up to Continental Tyres. Engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Never seen anything <laughs> like it. I've never seen anything oh, quite like boy. it. Welcome back to Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians and Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. The stinger was there. The time is now. Time's up. Mega Trade. Port Adelaide, they're going to give pick 33 to the Cats mm-hmm. for Asava Radagalia. Yep. Then they're going to send 33 and a future third to the Gold Coast Suns for Jack Bowes. Then Geelong sends pick 18 Fiorini to Collingwood for Ollie Henry. Right? So, in oh, the end, yep. Port Adelaide, they get Radagalia. They give pick 33. Geelong... Get Bose, Henry, pick seven. They give Radagalia, pick 18, and a future third away. Gold Coast get 33. They give Bose, pick seven, and Fiorini. That's your double salary dump right there, and seven gone. Collingwood receive pick 18, Fiorini, and they give Ollie Henry. You've had... You're confused. I am. I tried to write it down. Don't worry about it. It'll be on the... It'll be on the... Instagram or the, the Twitter or whatever the kids call the social <laughs> the media Twitter these sphere. days. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let us know. You better be quick because we're off in a moment. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. What did you think of the mega trade? Satisfies everyone again. I've done it again late. <laughs> well, you won't get much hate because there's not enough time for it to come through. But uh, what the, the few minutes we have left, uh, I'm sure there'll be a few who, who aren't happy with it. Uh, have you got a winner and a loser out of that? little deal or is everyone just that's what i do i create an environment that is equilateral so everyone is Mm. a winner i think the pies are doing pretty well out of that yeah yeah i think they are but (laughs) but the pies were gonna my other one that i formulated the pies were gonna end up with two (laughs) they were gonna end up with so you had none and then you've got two they were gonna end up with pick seven for ollie henry so (laughs) i've scraped that back a little bit i don't think andrew may andrew mackinley drove off the m1 the princess they, they just throw away draft picks anyway. Who cares? Mm. They don't even use them down there. Just throw them away for players and win premierships. What uh, Now, the trade period, I guess, officially pauses across the weekend. They can't do deals on the weekend. No. No deals no, on the you weekend. No, you can agree in principle yes, to deal. Yes, but the, the, uh, I don't think the list managers and the personnel departments will be no. uh, turning the phone off. They won't be on the source all weekend. But what will you be doing? Well, I'll be on the source be a all weekend. Self-indulgent for a minute or two. <laughs> We've run out of things to talk about because the clubs have just stopped trading. Well, footy, um, footy is finished mm. now, so there's no armchair experts Friday night. Mm. And I've oh, been trying to kidding. I know, I know you're devastated. <laughs> you're tr- I'm trying to work my way around every pub in Geelong. Really? I've, I've got a list that I'm ticking off. So I've got a new location that I need to work out where I'm going to go this afternoon slash evening in G Town, preferably with. Uh, uh, the, the fam? Uh, no. no. Oh. Preferably with the facilities for the uh, the pensioners piano, if you will. <laughs> I, went to, laptop. I went to um, I went to one that's got a huge kids playground. Huge Buckley's. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yes. In the Newcomb sort of Newcomb area. Yeah. Huge yeah. playground. Yeah. Huge adult facilities as well. <laughs> adults playground. <laughs> Kids playground. Adults playground. It's got the, a massive dessert bar. Yeah, it's... I've been been there, been there before. All right, let's. I've ticked uh, that one off. I need a new one. We need to focus. Uh, an early trade recap, which has just uh, left my screen. What's well, your Toyota? Toyota certified, certified pre-owned in a class of its own. Bang, beautiful, love it. Uh, Kane and Lloydie uh, had this to say about Geelong's offer for uh, Collingwood's Ollie Henry. The big news yesterday was broken by that man, Matty Rendell. He said that Collingwood. Sorry, Geelong have offered Collingwood pick 38 for Ollie Henry, which seems a bit insulting, doesn't it, from from the Cats? That, that's the right word to describe it. Yeah, that is insulting. So uh, I think if you're, yeah, that, that is one where you're walking through to the preseason draft. If he didn't want to be there, I'm sure he'd rather be at Collingwood than North Melbourne. Uh, so, yeah, I think that that's one that unless Geelong, uh, I think Geelong need to part. I think there are clubs, Kane, who are expecting Geelong will have to part with pick seven. Mm. if they want Tannenbrunn and uh, Ollie Henry to join their club, to just to have get a couple more picks around that, you know, give up pick seven, get a couple of picks in the teens, uh, maybe for that pick seven, to yep. to be able to uh, get those deals done. There you go. There's the early uh, trade recap. Toyota certified vehicles carry a full service history and an extra one-year warranty search Toyota certified, and this has been Trade Mornings for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians and Toyota. Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. You've been listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Have you got a pub in Geelong for me to I'm not visit? a big drinker. Well, you don't have to a few beers drink it go. You can have a schnitty. Yeah. Uh, no, the Cremorne. I've, uh, been to, you know, I've never been to the Cremorne. You haven't been? Never. Uh, well, there you go. There's your pub for tonight. Uh, up next... The AFL trade feed with Josh Gablich and Sarah Ollie. I can see them both out there ready to rock and roll. Plenty happening. Worked Hopefully... them into a frenzy for them. Yes, yeah, we've just built things up nicely and uh, they are ready to go. As I said, you've been listening to Continental AFL, uh, Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. <laughs>